everybody this is the amazing rewatch and you're here with jessica and sadie and we are on our last episode of season one we decided to combine episodes 12 and 13 into one podcast episode so here we are we made it all the way through the first season it's been a long time for us on our end because it took us forever to record the whole season (laughs) So the first few episodes, I already forgot what happened, but yes, I'm excited for these final two episodes and to finally get our winners of season one. Yeah, so I mean, it's been a really good season. It's a good, I mean, I can't believe this show started 20 years ago. I can't believe how far we've come from like all the audio and visuals from this (laughs) time period. Everything is so different now and so much better. But it's so entertaining to watch and, like, jump back to that time in history. So it's been, like, super, super fun. Yeah. I can't wait to keep going into season next, the, the next seasons. Okay. So when we left off the last episode, um, Team Guido and Kevin and Drew were very far behind the other two teams. We made it to China, and they basically had to race to the finish line and Kevin and Drew were eliminated in China. So Rob and Brennan were team one. I think Frank and Margarita were team two. Very, very far ahead of the other two teams. Then we had Guido that survived the last leg and they are nearly a day behind. So yeah, when we start off this episode, it's pretty much like there's just absolutely no hope for them yeah it's kind of like what I'm thinking and kind of like the way that everybody else thinks like they still have high hopes and they're like being really good sports but um Frank and Margarita and Robin Brennan have like basically wrote them off yeah and they're just kind of like it's a race between us two teams not the three teams and they're like almost 20 they're like around 24 hours ahead of them. It's just crazy. Unless their plane literally crashes, there's no way that they're not going to win one of those two teams. So, um, but we get to Phil. Did you notice that while he's uh, standing on the Great Wall of China, there's the Beijing 2008 Olympic flag behind him? Because we were talking about the Olympics oh, a little bit last episode. So that was like seven years before the Olympics. So they had, I mean, I know that the cities that host the Olympics know for a while, but they already had all their flags and stuff up in 2001. Wow. Yeah. I know. I didn't notice that. That's cool. So yeah, I guess let's just get into leaving the mat. Frank and Margarita, they were first instead of Robin Brennan, like I said before, but Frank and Margarita leave at 1114 PM. And you always know that when you leave in the middle of the night, that it's you're probably going to have to wait until morning to do whatever you're going to do, which was the case this time because they were supposed to go to Tiantan Park and find three kites with clues, but the park doesn't open until 6 a.m. So they just have to wait for six hours, mm-hmm. seven hours. <laughs> Rob and Brennan weren't very far behind them. They left at 11.25 p.m. and um, they all basically have to just like leave the mat immediately and just go to a hotel and hang out until 6 a.m. And then it's funny, they um, get to the same hotel. They end up being at the same hotel. And Rob and Brennan greet them and say, hi, guys. And Frank and Margarita don't even, like, respond to them or, like, acknowledge them. (laughs) And they're like, we have to have our game face on. 
and like rob and brenner are kind of like surprised because they've been like really good friends this whole time and then yeah. all of a sudden you on can't the last even leg, say hello like, uh yeah so they get to the park um that morning at six o'clock like right on the dot um, but Frank and Margarita get to go in first because they were the first team to leave the mat. And they basically find the kite right away. So they have like an option. There's in the middle of the park, they have all these people flying different kites and they have to find one of three kites that has just a clue dangling off of it and like get the guy to drop the kite and grab the clue from it. Mm-hmm. And they find it pretty easily, Frank and Margarita do. And they get the route info on there, and it says to proceed to the Great Wall of China. And you can only travel there by public bus. You can't take a tourist bus there. Rob and Brandon get the clue pretty quickly after them. And my first thought was, these guys are going to be waiting here a long time for Joe and Bill to show up <laughs> to get these clues on the kites. I <laughs> know, they're going to like go home and... <laughs> sleep a whole night and then yeah. come back and yeah. do it <laughs> like literally so they find the public buses pretty easily and they make their way towards the great wall of china frank and margarita were on a bus ahead of robin brennan though um and when they get there they're like jumping fences all I, over the place yeah. to get to the correct entrance and i'm like that doesn't look like I mean, you probably should be doing that I know. <laughs> i'm surprised they let them do that i know not only, like, it was physically dangerous, because did you see those, like, spiky fences? That yeah. <laughs> I'd be afraid that I'd slit my leg, I don't know, just, like, get a huge gash with those spiky fences. But, yeah, there's got to be, like, a ton of security around there. How were they just letting them jump these fences? I know. But, yeah, so it takes them forever to find the entrance to actually find, like, their next um, clue. But Rob and Brennan get off their bus and find it, like, super easily yeah. right away i don't know what it was with frank and margarita that they were <laughs> struggling with and they open the clue and it's a detour and they have the choice of steep or flat which is pretty self-explanatory <laughs> they're trying to get to a clue and one one of them is at the top of a pavilion with a short steep staircase or the other one is at the top or is in a pavilion that's a long flat path. I would choose steep. The steep one, I would choose steep, but it seems very yeah. steep. Like <laughs> these Robin Brennan who are like in really good shape, or I mean all of them are in really good shape actually. Yeah. All have a like a tough time. <laughs> but Yeah, they were definitely out of <laughs> it's breath. It's like very steep. <laughs> But yeah. even if you, like, go but slow... But for sure, you pick the shortest one. Yeah, even if you could go slow, mm-hmm. you probably still get there faster than trying to go on that long path. So after they decide which detour they choose, they get their route info, and the clue says to travel to Anchorage, Alaska, and take a two-hour drive to a bed and breakfast on Scotty Lake. So that's a very long jump in a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back to... America to Alaska. All the way across the Pacific Ocean. Rob and Brennan found their clue. I mean, they got to the entrance, found their clue pretty quickly. Frank and Margarita are still having a hard time, and they're just really not getting along in this episode. Mm -hmm. They're just like, they keep messing up, can't decide which way to go, and they just keep fighting about their decisions and just kind of like being stubborn, both of them, and just are not making the best choices. I'm pretty sure they jump back over the fences that they jumped back like they jumped over in the first place 
I don't know how they eventually found it, but they did. And they also chose steep. I mean, I get winded going up one flight of stairs, so I'd probably have to collapse at the top of that. But <laughs> So they are all making their way back to the airport. And Rob and Brennan have a really slow cab driver and they're like super frustrated. (laughs) And when they do get to the airport, they try to pay him less money because he was driving so slow. And then they kind of like get in a little fight with him about like, no, we only pay you this much. You didn't go fast enough. You were so slow. And then I was one of them that's just hated this part. Take the money and get out of my face. Yes. That was like maybe my least favorite (laughs) moment of the whole season. That was so rude yeah like you can't just i know i don't i don't know how cabs work in china but i assume that they're metered and there's like a certain price that you have to pay you can't just pay them less just because they didn't i know (laughs) i don't know and it was like eight dollars rob even said that himself he was he was trying to pay him only eight dollars less like just give him the money and go like (laughs) I don't understand why people, that's like the second or third time that people have just wasted time over cab fare. Just go. Yeah. So is this just like how they are in the United States and how they <laughs> yeah. act with nor? Because I mean, I don't ride cabs really and I don't know like what the protocol is, but like, is this how they normally are? Because it just makes me so uncomfortable when people are rude to their cab drivers and stuff. Like, and I understand when people are just like, if it's down to the neck and neck end of the race or whatever, and you get so mad, but they're making it to the airport at the beginning of the leg, and they know that they're going to have to sit at the airport for hours to wait for a flight. It's not the make it or break it cab <laughs> ride. Just give him the eight freaking dollars and go inside the airport. And then the other thing that bothered me of this episode was when Frank and Margarita were making their way to the airport in the cab. And Frank said to her, if we would have followed your directions, we would have been out a long time ago. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. He was like, Margarita, if we would have followed your directions from the beginning, we would have been out a long ago. And he was just like rude to her. And he was like all frustrated and mean. And then she has to sit there, comfort him and like make him feel better so that he's in a better mood so that he's a better partner. She just has to like yeah. baby him. Like it just made me so Yeah, mad. Yeah. When they were trying to find the clue or after they found the clue i'm not sure exactly when it was but she margarita um at the great wall of china was like maybe we should get a taxi right now and just have it wait for us and he's like yeah yeah that's what we should do that's what we need to do in this moment like he was super rude about it so they've been together for six weeks and (laughs) i mean apparently i mean they're obviously separated for a reason so this would be a this would be a very stressful situation yeah. to try to reconcile in. <laughs> it really, really would. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they could do that. But it made me mad. It was just like the man is just like getting all mad and rude and then the woman has to sit there and comfort him so he has to like he can compete like keep being a good yeah. partner. Just was just made me feel bad <laughs> for her. <laughs> but anyways, so we get to the airport and there's no really direct flights from Beijing to mm-hmm. Anchorage. So they all have to make like get to America some way and then get to Alaska from there. 
So they're trying to decide if it's better to go to San Francisco first or to LA first and then have a connection in Seattle, etc. So it's kind of just like this game of like trying to get there fastest and how what like pit stops you're going to do on the way there. It seemed like the earliest flight was like a connection in San Francisco, but Margarita was this at this point. Margarita was like, maybe we should go to LA. There's that's a bigger airport. Maybe there's more options. Mm-hmm. And this is where we mm-hmm. find out though that they can't fly business class. They have to buy economy seats. It's kind of interesting, just like how we have to guess the rules. Because they can't really just sit and explain them all to us. We just have to infer them from context on the clue and, I mean, on the show and what they're doing. So we just have to figure it out ourselves. They should should, uh, publish Mm -hmm. a rule book for the audience. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they should. But uh, Rob and Brennan are there trying to get their tickets and economy is full and so they're like yeah you can book business class that's all we have left They're like no we can't ride business can you bump somebody from economy and we'll go to the economy because they couldn't fly Uh business class so they're trying to convince the ticket lady to bump the other passengers but yeah so this is when we do find out that we can't fly business class and she does make it happen she she kind of chuckles but she Mm -hmm. does it because they get on the plane Yeah, that would be nice if they could do business class. That's a long flight. That'd be like 14 hours. Yeah, that would be a really long flight. From Beijing to San Francisco. So whoever got bumped up to business class was probably <laughs> Yeah, they're so like, happy. sure, I'll take it. Yeah. So yeah, the both teams decide to take the flight that goes from San Francisco and then has a connection that leaves for Anchorage at 7 o'clock that same day once yes. they land. Oh, wait. We have to talk about Frank at the airport, yeah. too, with the taxi driver. Because he was trying to get change. Oh, yeah. He wanted a dollar back. A dollar. He's like, change, give me change. And the guy, Margarita was like, dude, it's a dollar. Let's go. I just don't understand. She's like the only one that has any sense in these situations. For real. Anyway. And then he like yelled at her again when she (laughs) said that. He was like, go, just go, go. Like so loud. I was like, oh my gosh, these men. (laughs) (laughs) Then we jump back to Team Guido and like they haven't even started the lake yet. The other team has already completed everything at the airport ready to get on their flights and Team Guido hasn't even left the pit stop yet. So yeah. it's pretty uh, discouraging. And they they don't even seem to know. Pretty, like mean, They don't know where the other it. teams are and they're just like, we could catch up. Something could happen. They could both make big mistakes. Like, what are the chances yeah. that both of them make a 24-hour mistake? It's not happening. But I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure they had um, moments that they said stuff like that, but we didn't get to see that. But they did. They departed um, their pit stop at 10.51. And once again, the park doesn't open until 6 a.m. So they have to spend the night and <laughs> wait for the park to open the next yes. morning. So like kind of by my like a guess, by the time they just even get to the park, the other teams are probably like in the United States. Don't you think? Um. Yes, I think so, because I think the flights land in Alaska at 9.20 p.m., and they leave at 10.51, so they they were already in Alaska <laughs> an hour or two before they even left the last pit stop. But they don't know that, and they're still kind of, like, have pretty high, uh, like, good attitudes, and they're really getting along, so. Yeah, they always get along. They also choose the steep detour at the Great Wall, and they seem really excited to be going to Alaska, and this, okay, so this is the 
how I cryptically have been referring to the final episode and like the thing that I remember. I remember them being in Alaska. So when Frank and Margarita were like getting rid of their clothes and stuff on the last leg, I'm like, they're gonna wish that they had Mm -hmm. warm coats. I wonder about this later in the episode or I mean, I guess now, but they have like snow boots and ski pants and stuff. And I'm like, how did they keep those but leave half their stuff in Thailand? Did they buy them somewhere? I think their race probably supplied those because they all had the same coats and pants and boots. So it was probably they didn't have to bring that yeah. and they just had them there for them. Because there was no way, even if like with, with yeah. all of their stuff, <laughs> there good. was no way that that stuff would have fit in their bags. That would have taken up like the whole backpack. Yeah, true. And it looks really cold yes, there. Yes, it does. Like really, really cold. Yeah, I looked up <laughs> when they filmed this. So it, they filmed between March 8th and April 8th. So it still would have been like springtime, early spring and not warm in Alaska yet. So it was probably pretty cold. So our first two teams get off their airplane and Rob and Brennan ended up being on like the very last row of the plane. So they're pretty far back. Um, Frank and Margarita rush out of the airport. And well, Frank find... and Margarita did get bumped up to business class. Do you remember? They bought the economy tickets and they're like, we don't have room for economy so you can sit in business, but we'll charge you for economy. And they were like, yes. Yeah, it feels like Robin Brennan got the bad end <laughs> yeah. of the deal, but <laughs> so, yeah, they're the very back of the plane and it really mm-hmm. affects them getting to their car because Frank and Marjorie got, Marguerite got there first and they're gone and they finally get there. It's that two hour drive to get to the bed and breakfast on the lake. What was the lake called? Uh, Scotty Lake. Okay. Yeah, Scotty Lake. So they get to that bed and breakfast and there's the clue and it says... Experience a Native American blanket toss. Native Alaskan. Oh, Alaskan. Well, I mean, I guess. Oh, okay. I guess Did they I are Native down? American. The like the uh, indigenous Alaskan people would they be considered Native Americans? I don't know. I think indigenous is a good word to just do a blanket <laughs> statement. <laughs> okay. A Native Alaskan blanket toss. First come, first serve, and it doesn't open till eight a.m. So they get to spend the night in the cabin, but both teams are spending the night in the same cabin, which. They weren't really getting along earlier, which could be a little yeah. bit awkward. <laughs> they probably just sleep so hard, though. I don't think anybody even cares because you're pro- they're probably so exhausted. Yeah, the next thing in my notes is where did they get these coats? <laughs> yeah, because they were all wearing they were all wearing the same stuff. That stuff wouldn't have fit in their gear, so they must be supplied for them, which is good. That would be nice to not have to carry that around. I mean, we did, we have said throughout the season that they had really big bags. But, um, yeah, I don't think they would definitely be able to fit all those boots Mm -hmm. and snow pants and coats in them. Yeah. Um, The blanket toss is exactly what it sounds like. You stand on a blanket (laughs) and, like, a bunch of people wave the blanket up and down and it's kind of like a trampoline. Um, And I guess Native Alaskans used to do this to spot animals on a hunt, which seems like a very interesting way. I feel like that would scare the animals. So, (laughs) yeah. It's not very discreet. Uh, but they have to find a clue. They, you know, It's just kind of like buried in the snow around the people. It doesn't seem that hard. And they get the clue and they have to go to the yeah. Matanuska Glacier, which is 100 miles away. And they have to drive themselves. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, they're driving themselves there and they have to stop for directions on the way. And, 
I mean, 100 miles in Alaska, that's kind of, that's a long way and probably easy yeah, to get Yeah, lost, it's probably so. just like a lot of nothing. But they're really close to each other, kind of like Rob and Brennan are right on their tails. And uh, they pull up to a row that they think they're supposed to go on and there's a close <laughs> sign. Um, so they go to like a, <laughs> yeah, they go to like a, I don't know, a pit, like a gas station or like a rest stop and ask some people. They're like, oh, just, just ignore the sign. Just use <laughs> just it. Just go past Just it. use that road. <laughs> So Rob and Brennan were the first to be able to turn around and got on that road first and made it to the place first. And they get there to the glacier and they get the um, clue for the roadblock. And the roadblock clue is, or the description is, this can be a slippery situation. And it's pretty obvious like what's coming up because they have all this gear and it's like a, a, a face of ice, you know, so it's kind of easy to figure out like what's coming up but yeah they have to climb the ice wall and then so rob does it for their team and frank does it and it actually looks really hard it does look really hard i was gonna say if we were on the race which one of us would have done this (laughs) it would be very hard for both of us but at this point maybe just like who just who who did the last one hasn't done a roadblock recently because i think both of us could who's feeling the least tired right now i think both of us could do it it would just like probably take us a while (laughs) and like frank has like huge muscles and he was like struggling getting up there (laughs) so we might have been there for a while (laughs) several hours yeah (laughs) i did look up though because this was before the rule that like a certain team member could only do a certain number of roadblocks Mm -hmm. and at this point frank has done nine and margarita has done three roadblocks i was thinking that in this episode i'm like i feel like frank has done all of them rob and brendan were a little bit more even rob had done five and brendan did seven so they were a little bit more even but yeah frank did almost all of the roadblocks yeah Yeah, i'm glad that they made that rule i don't think they do it for um a few more seasons though i think it's at least two and three uh seasons two and three don't have that rule yet i'm not sure when they change it though um, and so then they get their route info once they f- get to the top of the wall. And it says, drive to mile marker 131 to ride your snowmobile to the pit stop. And so they hurry and rush and get back to their cars and drive there. Rob and Brennan are the first ones to arrive at the pit stop. And Frank and Margarita are just like really close behind them. And Joe and Bill are barely landing in Alaska. And the episode ends. <laughs> Yeah, they get to Alaska, and yeah, once again, they get to that cabin that says they can't do the thing until 8 a.m., so it's like, that's put them behind so much. So yeah, this episode, the reason we wanted to do two episodes is because, I mean, that one's interesting, but I feel like it's just getting us to the final Mm -hmm. episode. Like, nothing major happens, and we are just getting set up for the finale of season one. Oh, and tell us about Alaska. Oh, so, yeah, we, like we usually do, our little, like, geography history stuff of each country they go to. This isn't a new country. I mean, they're in the United States, but we will give you a little bit of information about Anchorage. Let me find my notes. (laughs) Okay, so Anchorage is not the capital of Alaska, but it is the largest city of Alaska and the most populous it has about 291,000 residents, and which is about 40% of the whole state's population oh, wow. in one city. 40%? 40%. Yeah. 
at yeah. 291,000. <laughs> yeah. And the metropolitan area of Anchorage is like huge. The metro area of Anchorage is larger than the state of Rhode Island, which is interesting. And uh, Anchorage is pretty much the exact middle way from Tokyo, Japan to Frankfurt, Germany. And so the airport there is like a very popular hub for planes to refuel or for like things to be transported across the world and have like a huge FedEx location that like basically is like a huge stop for all of the world's like cargo and stuff. So and like is a big part of their economy, how they um, give people jobs in that city. Well, then that's interesting that they couldn't find a direct flight from Beijing to Anchorage. I know. Because huh. that seems that seems like That's it would be a, a good stopping point for flights from China. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I wonder maybe just like more of like cargo maybe. planes go directly there. But yeah. I've never been to Anchorage. I've been to Juneau, but not Anchorage. But uh, Ooh, Alaska's yeah. on my bucket list. Interesting I would place. love to go to Alaska. <laughs> not in March, though. Because <laughs> it looks cold. No, I... Don't think so. I went in August and it was like amazing, but March probably would not be yeah. very fun. <laughs> and I for sure couldn't live there during the winter. Oh, no. With like almost 24 hour darkness, it's just when it gets dark at five o'clock, I want to ugh, just like crawl into a cave and go to sleep. Yeah, we get to race to the finish part two. And when did this air? Uh, September. Oh, December. December 13th, 2001. So, that was, once again, almost around the time yeah. we're recording this. As you guys will probably realize from listening to these, we are not doing these very um, consistently. You're back-to-back. We have a few days in yeah. between. But, yeah, 20 years ago. And we start out the episode, as usual, with the teams leaving the last pit stop. Robin Brennan... Who were first to check in are leaving at 4 17 a.m and they have to snowshoe half a mile to a lodge but the lodge does not open until eight and it's pitch black and their flashlight mm-hmm. is dead <laughs> they don't know how long it's going to take them to get there so they're like we want to get started even though we have uh-huh. a long time but we don't dare because it's pitch black and it's alaska and the woods so <laughs> But they know that Frank and Marguerite are going to be leaving right behind them. So they kind of just wait for them and hope that they have some flashlights. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But Frank and Margarita didn't leave until 5.03. In the recap, Phil said that they were minutes apart. That's almost an hour. Phil is lying to us. (laughs) What? How dare he? And Frank and Margarita did not seem too happy that Rob and Brennan were waiting for them. They, like, yeah. Mm-mm. And I think it is so funny that they were, like, worried about their flashlights because it is so obvious that the camera crews, like, the light showing on them is so bright Yeah, the cameras. They should have just gone. <laughs> but it probably would be scary. I mean, it is the snowy woods, so. Um. Well, they get to the lodge, which is closed, but there's, like, a little, I don't know, what was it? Like, a, a cabin of some sort or hotel. Was it a hotel? Yeah, it was kind of, like... A, a lodge hotel kind of thing looked yeah. really cute and there was like juice and coffee and fruit so they just kind of hung out there and had some breakfast until 
the main lodge opened at 8 a.m. And meanwhile, Joe and Bill are just leaving the previous pit stop. So they're still in Alaska, um, or they're in Alaska when the other teams are still in Alaska. Does that make sense? But they still have to do all of the tasks from the last leg, like the blanket toss and the glacier and all that. So they're still pretty far behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so then we have, um, they get their clue at the lodge, the first two teams, and it's a detour. And they can choose between dog power or horse power. So dog power is they could ride a dog sled, which is a slower option, but it's only 11 miles. Or they can ride a snowmobile which is a faster option, but have to do 30 miles. And all both teams choose the dog sleds. Yeah, which I probably would have chosen too, because that's so cool. Yeah, it is a cool experience. And I mean, 11 miles is like a lot less than 30. And dogs, and they still can go pretty fast. Like, I mean, it's like, yeah. And then they know what they're doing. It's not like the first time they've done it. So it's a good choice, I think. Uh, yes, but Frank's dog's... We're, we're not going as fast as everybody else wanted them to. And he was kind of leading the pack. Um, not the pack of dogs. He was <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, he was the first in the line of the four racers. But he was going super slow. Margarita tried to pass him and he yelled at her. And then Robin Brennan tried to pass them and almost ran them off the trail. So... <laughs> Yeah, so they were, like, super frustrated because he was, like, going so slow. And they try and pass him. And he, like, got so mad when Margarita tried to pass him. It was, like, so annoying. When they got to, like, a flat area, Rob and Brennan did pass him. And they thought they had, like, made up, like, 15 minutes worth of time by passing Frank. That's how slow he was going. So they come to a lake called Fish Lake. And when you get there, like, you know what you're doing. It's obvious what's going to happen, what the next yeah. task is going to be. <laughs> And I would not want to do this. No. Brennan seems real excited about it, though. He's like, yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> He's like, we knew we were going to do this today, so we're ready. But yeah, the roadblock is to um, plunge into the freezing water. They can strip down to their underwear or a bathing suit and take a dip. <laughs> so yeah, Rob just like strips down and he immediately just jumps in. But then he and you have to submerge all the way like your head has to go yeah. all the way under. So he immediately jumps in and then gets out and then he turns around and the clue is still <laughs> yeah. in there. So he has to jump back in again, go get the clue and then jump back uh, out. <laughs> I don't even like it when my swimming pool is like, not my swimming pool, I don't have a pool. But if I get in a pool that's like less than 85 degrees, <laughs> I don't like cold water. I would do it for a million dollars, this this cold water plunge, but I would not like it. No, that'd be awful. <laughs> But then the clue that they get through the in the cold water is the next route info, which says, take a plane to New York City and hail a cab to Vincent Daniels Square, which is in Queens. Mm-hmm. Robin Brennan start reeling. <laughs> yeah. And immediately they read that clue. They're like, that is where Frank and Margarita are from. They have the upper hand on us right now. <laughs> yeah, Frank and Margarita get to the cold water plunge. Rob and Brennan were still there. And they were. I think they were kind of surprised at how fast Frank and Margarita showed up. Because he said, because they, like you said, he thought that they had gained 15 minutes. But then I don't think that it actually took them that long to get there. Mm-hmm. But when they open, 
when they opened up the clue and it said, who likes cold water? Margarita looked at Frank and she's like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Yeah, she, yeah, Frank did it and they got the clue and opened it and he freaked out. He was so happy to hear that they were going to New York. (laughs) Yeah, their attitude totally changed. The minute that they found out that they were going Mm -hmm. to New York, they were so happy and so excited and just like so confident for the rest of the episode (laughs) for sure so rob he has an idea he thinks that if he can um buy a cell phone off of somebody before (laughs) getting to the airport he can um try and buy a plane ticket um in case like it's the last one or whatever and just like get the plane ticket or get more information so he's like stopping at gas stations and offering random strangers three hundred dollars to buy their cell phones off of them and he does get this lady's cell phone and he's like, call your own number and give me your address and I'll email, I'll send it back to you. And he's like, you can have your phone back. But he's like calling um, airlines and stuff on the way. Well, I thought it was funny because he was like, it's a life or death situation. This is life or death. I'm like, no, it's not. You're not going to die. <laughs> no, it's not. But no. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was surprised that he found somebody to give them their phone, but I don't. I don't know if it really even helped him because yeah. <laughs> it's not like because the smartphones weren't even a thing at that time. So he had to just call the airline. It's not like he could like yeah. be on the Internet Googling stuff. He just was calling the airline. I don't know. I just don't feel like it gave him that much of an advantage. But I guess I guess if you're willing to try it, that's yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> he did find um, some flights and he was like thinking out loud he's like we could just call and reserve so like he reserved their seats and they said they wouldn't they would have them like ready for them when they got there and he was like considering like maybe i'll just call and reserve every seat on the flight and have it sold out before frank and margarita can get there and get a seat so like they don't have a flight and he's like no that would be dirty and underhanded we wouldn't do that we would we know frank and margarita would do that but we wouldn't do that okay i couldn't i couldn't understand kind what he was talking about when i thought he was um saying that he would reserve seats on every flight and i'm like well how does that hinder frank and margarita that okay that makes more sense yeah (laughs) frank in in their car talking to margarita he was like Rob and Brennan, they do all these underhanded things to get ahead. And I can't think of any. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I'm just not remembering right, but I don't feel like they've done anything terrible. I feel like Frank and Margarita have, like, turned into, like, trying to, like, think of them as, like, this enemy. But, like, yeah, he's like, they just always do this underhanded and cute stuff. And I don't trust them, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, when have, when have they ever done anything shady or underhanded? I feel like they've ran the race, like, so clean. Yeah. We finally get a little uh, glimpse of Joe and Bill. <laughs> it's kind; they're kind of just yeah. like an afterthought. They're like, we just have to show you that they're still going. But you know, they get to the ice climbing, which Bill does, and then they go to the pit stop where they're twenty-four hours behind, and they still have to like do the twelve-hour wait period. That would be super frustrating when you're like, "Oh, we're here! Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> we're already so far behind." Just, yeah. just let us go. Mm-hmm. And at the airport, where are we at? We're in Anch- at Anchorage, right? The Anchorage airport. They're yeah. getting tickets to go to New York. 
Yeah, so Frank and Margarita get to the uh, the ticket counter just behind Robin Brennan. And Robin Brennan are up there. Like, they have their tickets, but they're trying to see if there's other flights that are better. And then they're like, can you change our names? Like, instead of doing our last name, do our middle name. So they won't see where we're at and see what we're on. And it's like, um, Frank and Margarita are doing the same thing. Well, if we fly into this place and we'll do this, you know. And they're both trying to, like, trick each other and, like, have the upper hand <laughs> and, like, all this stuff. But they get on the same flight and, like, they <laughs> both act like they're just being so smart and the one thing that rob and brennan do ask is for the plane uh seats at the front of the plane Mm -hmm. but yeah they're just kind of like trying to do whatever they can they're literally right next to each other yeah frank and margarita were like and it's just like (laughs) oh and on the plane frank and margarita were like one row behind them so all of everybody's uh trying to plan and plot was futile (laughs) um so one thing that I thought was interesting is that both teams, like, immediately, they know that the place that they're going is in Queens. And both teams immediately are looking for flights into Newark. You get flights to Newark. And Newark is in New Jersey. And they have to go, a clip, like, completely across Manhattan to get to Queens. And Queens has two airports. Like, I just thought they would be easier to find the airports there. But they both... I don't know. There probably was something for some reason why that was the best flight, but I just yeah. thought that was weird that they chose that airport specifically. Well, I think instead of the Queens airport. When uh, when Rob was on the phone in the car, um, originally trying to book the tickets, he said, "I need to get to New York the fastest, either New York, JFK, or LaGuardia." So he did he did ask about the other options, but I guess the Newark was the fastest. The flight, this flight goes from Anchorage to Seattle, then Seattle to Newark, and it arrives at 6 a.m. the next day. Yeah, they're just kind of like doing the same thing. Like, Margarita says that Rob and Brendan haven't been um, very good sports and stuff, but they're the ones that ignored them in the last leg when they said hello. And I'm just kind of like been annoyed of Frank and Margarita this episode. I feel like they've just turned it into being like they've just created them into being like the enemy. And Rob and Brennan are still just trying to like do their best and run like a good race. Yeah, yeah. I I can't think of anything through the whole race that I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. Except for except for last episode when he yelled at the cab driver, "Take the money and get out of my face." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the only time that I yeah. <laughs> Like straight out didn't like them. Like yeah. Like we've talked about the whole time that they're they're a little boring. They're a little you know just safe. You know I don't know how to describe it other than that. Yeah. But they weren't. They've never been mean or malicious or anything. So. So then we have Joe and Bill. They are <laughs> departing their um, pit stop, <laughs> and then they have to. They're snowshoeing to the lodge and have to wait a little while for it to open at eight. Yeah. And Joe is comparing um, himself to Bill Clinton. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Clinton apparently is the comeback kid. I'm not, I don't know. I, I was a 10 when Bill Clinton, like his last year of his presidency. So I don't remember, but yeah, uh, Yeah, that is, it's weird though, because Clinton was president until 2000 and this was filmed in 2001. So his presidency was like really recent for them. And that seems like forever yeah. ago for me. So forever ago. <laughs> yeah. That reference was super funny. <laughs> and so then we have the other two teams getting to New York and Frank and Margarita are just like, they think that they're just going to win. They just have it set in their mind yeah. because they're going to Queens. They're just like, 
we know this neighborhood. We like they have. We're gonna just, drive like, past our house. Like the, my dad lives in this neighborhood. They're just yeah. they're very uh very confident. So both teams are neck and neck when they get off the flight and run out to try and catch a cab. And um, Rob and Brennan are off right away. Frank and Marie- Mar- Margarita find a cab and don't really like their cab driver because he's not like 100% yeah. Yeah. sure. Can you do this or not? Or Can you do there. this or not? I did not yeah. like. Yeah. He was like, whoa, lady, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they just get in another cab. Yeah. And, and Frank, Rob and Brennan have. Frank says mush. Did you hear that? Oh, no. Like, like it was on a dog sled. He's like, mush, let's go. <laughs> no. Sometimes it's those little things that I hear that I'm like, what? <laughs> no, they're so funny. So they both, both cars take different ways there. Uh, Robin Brennan's cab takes the Holland Tunnel and Frank and Margarita's cab takes the Triborough Bridge to get to Queens. Yeah, and they're so and, sure that their um, way is the fastest Mm -hmm. yeah they're like telling their cab driver take this and take this and then take this bridge like they're giving him the directions and stuff they're like we just know that this will be the best way like bypass all this and this and this Mm -hmm. but rob and brennan do get to the clue first Mm -hmm. and um it has the route info on there that says use the elevated train station to take the number seven train to flushing meadows park or shea stadium yeah rob and brennan get there first they don't do they know that they're first? Yeah, I don't think they necessarily know. I think they probably saw that there was more than one clue left in the box when they read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they get to the train and Frank and Margarita are getting their bags from the car and like paying their driver their driver as the train is arriving. And then they just like leave their bags. Did you see that? Uh, no. I they just didn't. like abandoned their bags. Yeah, they like don't take him with them like the rest of the... <laughs> the leg they just like abandon them um so rob and brennan get on that like first train but frank and margarita didn't make it but they don't know they yeah rob and brennan are on they the train think that they're ahead there's like there's no way that rob and brennan got there faster than us mm-hmm. they're behind us they have to wait for the next train so they're thinking this whole yeah. time that they're ahead and they're so excited and margarita is like jumping up and down and just like ah. <laughs> yeah so they had to wait another 15 minutes on the platform for their train to get there. And they think Rob and Brennan are just lost. And yeah, she's jumping up and down and she's like, we did it, honey. We did it. We did it. I know. And it's just, it's just like, it's so you're sad. like, oh, no, I feel so bad that you're so sure yeah. and you're going to be crushed. <laughs> and so Rob and Brennan are on their train and they're kind of like asking everybody around them like, which side of the train do we get off of? When we get off, how far do we run? Where do we turn? Like, will you lead us to here? You know, we'll follow you off on the right side or whatever. Like, trying to get... That would be a really stressful train ride because you're like, yeah. oh my gosh. Because it's the clue said pit stop. You know that's the very next scene. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do, like, a detour or roadblock or anything. Like, that's the pit stop coming up. And they're like, that would be, like, a really stressful train ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you want, like any advantage that you can but i think they they must have looked around and they knew that frank and margarita were not on that train but they still didn't know if they were behind or ahead because they they got off the train and they started running to the pit stop and they're like i don't know i guess we'll find out (laughs) yeah 
All right, so this pit stop is located at Shea Stadium, which is in Queens. And just a little bit of information about Queens. It is the largest borough of New York City, um, but it's the second largest in population. Mm. And it has about 2.4 million Oh my gosh, that's so people. many people in one place. And 47% of that population is foreign-born. Wow. Which is very interesting. Yeah, that is. And it is the most diverse county in all the United States. Huh. And it has both LaGuardia and JFK airports in Queens. So, yeah, very interesting. Huh. When I think of New York City, I think of Manhattan. I would maybe even think of, like, Brooklyn next. I do love King of Queens, though. That's a good show. <laughs> and what is what is Shea Stadium, like, the pit stop that they're going um, to? I think it's a baseball stadium. It's a multi-purpose stadium. It was home to the Mets and the Jets, but, like, long ago. And so now it's, like, just, <laughs> oh, it was demolished in 2009. Oh, so it's not even there anymore? <laughs> no. It was demolished in 2009 to create parking for City Field, which is now the current home of the Mets. Mm, interesting. Well, that's a fun yeah. little trivia, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have Robin and Brent, and they're getting off the train, and they're making their way to the pit stop, which is a very long run. And it's just like kind of super exciting and mm -hmm. i like that they have like kept it the same from the beginning it's like so fun to see all the old teams yeah. still there cheering them on like the big mat mm -hmm. and it always like it always makes me a little emotional too just when that team is mm -hmm. running up and everybody you, they can hear him cheering in the distance and they're like yeah. oh we've won yeah, and to see all the teams that we, like, mm -hmm. lost throughout the race and stuff and the people we liked. and um, But, yeah, the music on here, the music for this one particularly is, like, super emotional. <laughs> yeah. I think it was funny. I asked um, my husband, Jeff, I was like, what is that music? It sounds familiar. And he thinks it was, like, it sounded like the Gladiator <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> so it was, like, this, like, yeah. epic, That's like, funny. do 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 so, personally, I'm glad that Robin Brennan won. Yeah. I I wanted Margarita to won, win because she's, like, the last woman, and she tried really hard. But, um, like, Robin Brennan, just, like, up until the last episode, I felt like, oh, I'm glad that they won. Because they were positive, and they were nice to everybody, and they ran a really good race, and I feel like they did a good job. Yeah, solid team for sure. Uh, well, yes, and Frank and Margarita because they <laughs> they run up to the mat and they still think that they are ahead, and then they see Robin mm -hmm. Brennan and they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. She she like stops running, and he's like, keep going, keep going. They like think the cheering is for them, and so they're super excited, and you kind of like see the moment. Where Frank says to Margarita, oh, Rob and Brennan are here. And her, she just, like, stops. Mm -hmm. And her face drops. And it's just, like, really sad. Yeah. <laughs> she really thought <laughs> she had won. Yeah, but they go up and they have big smiles and congratulate Rob and Brennan. They're good sports about it. And, and then we go to the one moment of this whole season that I remember watching when Joe and Bill open their clue... Still in Alaska, and it says 
that Robin Brennan have crossed the finish line. I don't know why I remembered that so well, but and they just are like, uh, so yeah, now what do we funny. do? <laughs> They're just like getting ready to get on their dog sleds. <laughs> they didn't have and to do that like, cold water plunge, so they should think they're lucky stars that they yeah. <laughs> missed out on that one but i do like um how joe and bill were doing like their end interview and they just like had such nice things to say about each other it's like everything we knew about each other was true and was enhanced by this and like we just like grew even closer and just like appreciate each other more and i'm just so glad i did it with him and like mm-hmm. we're super nice to each other and i kind of feel like they knew for the last little while that they weren't gonna win and so they were like really taking it in and enjoying it mm-hmm. and we're just like nice and they said that they were glad that robin brennan had won the one thing i was thinking was it might have been a good that they weren't at the finish line with everybody because i think that a lot of people still don't like them <laughs> Yeah, because for them, only a few weeks have passed from the airport incident. So, yeah. they, I don't, what was it, the Paris airport? I don't even know. But that whole uh, ordeal that was, people are still not happy about that. So, my thing with this last leg, it was kind of annoying. It would basically, it literally just came down to take a flight, get in a cab, and drive, ride a train. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no task. They didn't have to do anything physical or mental or anything whatsoever to get to the finish line. It was just basically, like, get off the plane and get there. It was all a matter of taxi drivers, traffic. If, you know, if you knew where you were going, there was no skill involved to get to the finish line. And I didn't like that. It was, yeah, it was kind of anticlimactic for sure. Mm-hmm. But they fix that in future yeah. seasons. There's definitely better finish line tasks in the future. So overall, I think it was a good season. I am I feel like the three teams that made it to the end are probably f- three teams that I would have said at the beginning could have made it to the end. Like, they were three strong teams throughout the whole mm-hmm. race. And the show, like, it was their first season. They did a great job. I'm glad that they have kept it, like, pretty consistent throughout the whole thing. You know, like, the way they do the finish line and, like, the interviews and, I mean, but they've definitely made improvements. They've made good changes. They've made lots of progress in in the production and stuff. And, but yeah, it's still, it's still the same race. I mean, obviously people love it because there's 30 almost 33 seasons of it and hopefully they just keep going so well do you want to hear what these last three teams are up to post-race i would love to (laughs) um so we'll start with joe and bill because they were the third place team and we will see them again they come back for an all-star season they are now 71 and 67 and they're still together and they Ooh. live in Hawaii, which looks lovely. Um, I couldn't find much about Joe, but Bill has a Facebook and he's pretty active on it. Like he still posts like almost every day and he has looks like some sort of job in television. Uh, so he like promotes a lot of TV shows that are filmed in Hawaii and said that he's grateful to be a part of them. So I think he works for a television network somehow. And they still come back to Utah in the winters to ski because that's where they met. If you remember way back <laughs> from episode one when we were um, introducing the teams, that's how they met was at a ski resort in Utah. So yeah. we'll go find them. Aww, it's cute. ski season is coming up here. And yeah. 
We should go hunt them out. <laughs> but Bill posts a lot about the race and is like super appreciative and it seems like they genuinely enjoyed their experience so we like joe and bill um yeah frank and margarita i was dying to see if they actually reconciled or what happened with their relationship and they did for a little while so their daughter was what did they say 18 months when they were on the race Mm -hmm. she's um like in her early 20s now and they did get back together for a little while and they had another daughter, but they did eventually get divorced. And Frank has been remarried a couple of times. Um, he has a wedding photo from like September. I feel like such a stalker. <laughs> but he has a wedding photo from just this past September. So I think he's recently remarried. So congratulations, Frank. <laughs> and Margarita still goes by frank's last name on facebook so it doesn't seem like she's gotten married again but she has a lot of pictures with their daughters and they're so so cute like they're really pretty yeah. girls so um and then robin brennan our season one winners they they're 48 and 50 now which seems weird whoa i know <laughs> that seems so weird <laughs> And Rob hasn't posted on his Facebook since like 2012, but according to my Amazing Race wiki that I rely on, he's, somebody found out that he got married in 2017 and he had a child in 2020. So just recently. Brennan uh -huh. uh, dated Emily for a bit. We mentioned that when Emily got eliminated. And he's more active on Facebook. He posts quite a bit. He grew out some facial hair. He's actually pretty handsome. <laughs> He travels a lot, he does sports, um, and he was the best man at Rob's wedding and is the godfather of their baby, so they're still best friends, which is so fun. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's, I mean, you can't, well, there's not a lot of friendships that last 20 years plus, so that's awesome. Yeah. We're happy for you guys. Yeah. All of the season one yeah. teams, if you're listening to this. Thanks for entertaining us this season. <laughs> it's been fun. I'm glad that Margarita is not with Frank. Anymore. Yeah. In real life. <laughs> I want them to both be happy, but I don't think they made each other happy. So, yeah. Hopefully, but they were you know, in 20 years, he's mellowed out a little bit. And <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. This has been a good season. And that's a good way to let off. I just, yeah, I'm just really glad that Rob and Brendan are still friends, like such good friends. That's so cute to me. Yeah. I just can't believe that they're like 50, though. That's so insane. <laughs> I know, because they would have been 20, 28 and 30 on the race. So 50 just seems so old when when we see them, when we've seen them on our TV for the last 13 episodes and they're just young and then to all of a sudden they're 50. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Okay, so listeners, thank you so much for following along with us on this season one journey. Sadie and I are learning a lot. We're hopefully getting better. I feel like if we went back and listened to the first episode, we would be really awkward. And <laughs> so we're starting to flow a little better. Our sound, like, because uh, we're recording from our houses and our our sound is like lagging from each other. So hopefully there's not too many awkward pauses and interruptions in this episode, but we hope that you will join us yeah. 
for season two and we're so excited to get a whole new um set of teams and and destinations and stuff and see see how it changes from season one to season two that'll be interesting just to see like what changes are made each season as we go along yeah so thank you for sticking with us i hope you guys have liked it as much as we have like honestly if like nobody listens to this we're still having a great time like yeah re-watching them and like talking about it to each other and yeah. like super get to watch a, but, my favorite yeah, show with one of my favorite people so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, we want to hear from you guys, interact with you guys. Uh, we have all of our information for our social media that you can follow. So yeah, and uh, we appreciate it. Like we said, we're learning. We're going to get better as we go. I did read the other day that it takes like people like 40 podcast episodes to like get into their groove and like really learn. So maybe by season four, we're going to be experts. Yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, <laughs> don't give up on us. <laughs> Okay, we love you guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you season two. Thanks. Thanks.